<clears throat> I want to thank y'all for being here this morning. <clears throat> As you can see, we still got people on vacation and out. Uh, Roy is still down, so y'all keep Roy in prayer. Uh, Pat said he's doing better. And, uh, of course, Zane, he wasn't here this morning, so we were short, too, on, on our musicians and everything. But the, everybody sounded really good. And uh, thank y'all. And uh, so, like I said, you know, uh, Ted and Krishana and the girls are gone. But they will be back here pretty quick. But I think they're going to be gone next week too. So they're they're on vacation. So uh, listen, I've got a couple of announcements I need to make and everything. As, as all of you know, tomorrow night at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. is visitation for Elwanda, a grandma. And it's at White's Funeral Home, which is right there across from... The Hazel Hospital, and it's from 6 to 8. And so we will gather and say goodbye to Grandma and visit with her for a little while. And then Tuesday at 2 p.m. at Hazel Land will be the graveside service. So all that can make it, please come. And uh, I don't know what kind of weather we're going to have, but, we're, but I, God's going to clear it up there for us. So uh, I just wanted to announce that, and we will be having a dinner for the family. So anybody that might could fix a little something or a dessert, if you'll get with Linda after the service, we'd appreciate it, and just let us know whether you could help out or not. We're going to have it over here at the fellowship hall, and uh, just try to have them a, a good meal. And so if you can help out in any way, Please get with Linda, my wife, and let her know what you can do. We're trying to figure out who's bringing what so a lot of stuff is not duplicated. And, uh, but anyway, so I guess that's just about the only thing that I have right now. And uh, so I was thinking, you know, here the other day, I don't even know what brought it up. But how many of you like change in your life? Most of us don't. We get so used to things being like they are that we really don't want to change. We get comfortable. We get complacent. And we don't like to change. Will I like it? Can I do it? Is this something I want to do? Well, this message that I'm going to break this, bring this morning is about a man. He went through a change. Well, one of the biggest changes he had ever had done in his life. And in the book of John, chapter 5, there's a story about a man in a very desperate situation. Not only was he unable to help himself, but he had nobody else to help him either. And uh, then one day, Jesus showed up and changed his life forever. That's what happens when Jesus shows up in your life. He changes your life forever. When Jesus shows up, something always happens. And it's always for the best. The Bible tells us this man was among a large number of sick and disabled people 
who would lie next to the pool of Bethesda. And uh, there was a story, and it was a true story, about an angel that would come ever so often, and he'd stir up the water. In other words, that water would go to bubbling and everything. And the first one to get into the water would be healed. And that's what this man was doing. He was there trying to get into the water. And uh, it's kind of interesting that the Bible says in John chapter 5, verse 6, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew he had been there now a long time in that condition, Jesus said unto him, Will you be made whole? Or do you want to be made well? That's, you know, there's a difference in being made well and being made whole. A leper, for instance. If a leper is being healed or made well, he just recovers. But if he's made whole, if a leper has lost any body parts like fingers, ears, or what, and that was very common in leprosy. If, he, if Jesus made them whole, they were completely healed. The ears, the fingers, and everything returned. So there's a difference in being made, in being healed and made whole. And Jesus asked this man, do you want to be made whole? And there, like I said, you know, he said that there was a lot of people crowded around this water trying to get in. But notice, the Bible said, Jesus saw him. And in John 5, 6, it says not only did Jesus see this man, but he also knew that that man had been in that condition for a long period of time. You know how long that man had been in that condition? 38 years. Crippled, paralyzed, not able to move, not able to do anything for himself. And Jesus knew this. And Jesus asked him. You know, and, and, and most of us would think that's a strange question to ask a man that had been paralyzed and everything for 38 years. Do you want to be made whole? Well, you would think. Well, yes, I want to be made whole. But you know, not everybody wants to change. There are some people that have gone through stuff all their life and they still don't want to be changed. They're used to it. They're accustomed to it. They're comfortable with it. Somebody's doing something for them. They're helping them do this. They're helping them do that. If this man says, well, you make me whole, I might have to get out and go to work. So not everybody wants change. Not everybody wants to be made whole. And that's what Jesus was asking this man. He's been, he said, uh, do you want, he was asking him, do you want me, do you want your life changed? Do you want me to change your life? Or are you content with the way you are right now? Do you really want change in your life? If somebody come up to you and said, and then you, a certain thing that you was going through or in, and they ask you, do you want to change? Do you want to make a change in your life? Some of you, and probably most of you, say, yes, I do. But there may be some of you who say, no, I'm okay. I've been like this so long. I'm used to it. I'm fine. We're making a mistake. When Jesus comes, he wants to come into your life, and he wants to make it better. 
That's what he does. When Jesus steps into our life, he makes our life better. We're not the same person we used to be. All of you know that. Most of you have been out in this world, and when Jesus came into your life, you changed. You become somebody new. It's, it, you know, whenever you accept Christ, you lose that old man. You're not who you used to be. You're changed. What does he say? Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he becomes a new creation. All that old stuff in your life has passed away. It is no more. You are a new creation in God. That old life you had is gone. You're brand new. You're starting over. No sin. Nothing against you. God has forgiven your sin. He has washed you in the blood. You are totally cleansed and you're beginning to start over. You're walking in a brand new life. I know when I, my life was changed and Jesus come into my life, I wouldn't trade that for anything. And you know, when I was growing up, I had people ask me, are you ever going to accept Christ? Are you going to, you know, I said, well, maybe one of these days, after I get through living this life and I get old and I can't do anything else, I might change. Well, I'm old, but God still changes me. He made everything new. He made everything for the better. I now serve a risen Savior. I serve a Lord that loves me. I serve a Lord that cares for me. I serve a Lord that watches over me. And that's what Jesus does. When you come to him, you're a totally new person. You're new in Christ. And that's what Jesus wanted this man here to do. He said, I want you to become a whole new person. I want you to be brand new. And you know, when Jesus asked, asked him, did you want to change? Well, here in John uh, chapter 5, verse 7, listen to what the man says. He says, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. In other words, he's saying, Lord, I've been trying to change, but I don't have anybody to help me get in the pool when the angel comes by and stirs the water. I've been trying to get in it, but nobody helps me to get in it. He said, while I'm trying to get in it, somebody steps in it before me. In other words, this man was telling Jesus, I do want to change my life, but I don't have anyone to help me. That man does not realize that this day is his day. We all had a day in our life when we said yes to Christ. We all had that day that your life changed and that life will never again be like it used to be. It's changed for the good. Jesus tells this man when he says, yes, I want to change. Jesus tells this man to do three things that will definitely change his life. Do you know Jesus has an answer for every problem we got? He's got an answer for this man's problem. 
first Jesus asks him to do something that seems totally impossible. It's something that this man has not done for 38 years. Now what do you think this man's going to think? I hadn't been able to do that in 38 years. How can I do it now? Jesus told him in John 5, 8. He's paralyzed. He's never walked in 38 years. But listen to what Jesus tells him to do. Jesus says, rise. or Stand up. Take your bed and walk. Can you imagine that man looks, turns around and he looks at Jesus? What do you mean? I hadn't walked, I hadn't moved on my own in 38 years. Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. Most people, well, how's he going to walk carrying a bed around? Well, what we don't realize, it's not a bed like what we got. It was a mat that you roll up, put under your arm, you can carry it. That's what Jesus was telling him. Pick up your bed, pick up your mat, roll it up, and walk. Take it with you. Maybe some of you have tried to make change in your life. And you have never What God can do for you that you have been unable to do in all these years, God can do it for you. You know, it would be impossible for this man to get up and walk apart from God. He hadn't been able to do it in 38 years. It would be impossible. And secondly, Jesus asked this man, he said, he really, he kind of asked him, I want you to remove all the possibility of changing your mind about walking. I don't even want you to think you can't walk. I don't even want you to think that you're not able to walk. And then Jesus didn't ask the man. He commanded this man to pick up his bed and walk. He said, stand up, take your bed, and walk. Jesus did not tell him just to leave your bed there behind right now. See if you can take a few steps. If you can't, then you can come back to your bed. That's not what Jesus told him. Jesus said, Walk. Take up your bed and walk. Jesus was telling this man, hey, you're not coming back here again. Your old life is over. I've changed you. Jesus was not giving him an option to come back to his old life. He was not giving him the option to get back in that bed for another 38 years. He was telling him, you pick up that bed, you walk, your life has changed, you are a new man now. You are not crippled anymore, you're not paralyzed, you can walk. And uh, Jesus was just telling him, you're not coming back here anymore, your old life's over, I have changed you. Probably a lot of you in here, you know that Jesus has changed you. You don't have that old life that you used to have. You're not doing those old things that you used to do. And if you want to follow Jesus, you cannot make any provisions in your life not to change your life. You had to do some changing. You had to want to change. 
You had to want to walk with Jesus. Then thirdly, Jesus expected this man to walk. He expected this man to get up and walk. He expected continued success, not to go back to where he was. Jesus didn't tell this man just to take a step or two. Jesus told him to get up and walk. Don't expect to be carried around anymore. Jesus was saying, get up on your feet. You know, that sounds pretty harsh. Well, this man here, paralyzed. He'd been paralyzed for 38 years, hadn't been able to do anything. And here comes along this Jesus and tells him, get up and walk. You know, that man had to do something himself. He had to have faith. He had to believe. And it said that Jesus knew this man. He saw him laying there. And he said he even knew that this man had been in this condition for 38 years. Jesus knew about this man. I'm just wondering, was this a praying man? It doesn't tell us. Did he ask for help? Did he ask to be healed? Did he pray to God? After 38 years, I kind of think he did. Jesus picked him out it said there was many, many people laying there by that pool who were sick and paralyzed, disabled. But Jesus picked this one man. Jesus knew more about this man probably than this man knew about himself. Jesus chose him. And I honestly believe in some of the commentaries that I was reading and studying said that they felt like this man was a praying man. That he was coming before God, asking God to heal him. To get him out of that condition he was in. And then when Jesus shows up, this man's life changes. I honestly believe this man honestly knew who Jesus was. The Son of the living God. All-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing. If I will believe this man, if I will listen to him, and if I will do what he says to do, my life will be changed. That's the way it is with all of us. If we will listen to the master and do what he tells us to do, well, how do I know what he tells me to do? He sent his word, and he's still sending his word. His word is in the Bible. How many of us pick up that Bible, read that Bible, and follow what Jesus says. A lot of us don't. Many of us never even pick up the Bible. We ought to all have a study time. If we pick up God's Word, read that Word, get that Word down in our heart, know what that Word says, then when things come up in our life, we say, hey God, I was just reading your Word the other day, and I saw where you promised me that if I had faith that as a grain of a mustard seed, I could be healed. How many of y'all ever done that? How many have been going through something and you say, God, your word says, your word says, you know, God backs up what he says. 
When God makes a promise, you can count on it. It's going to happen. It may not be right that moment you want it to happen, but it is going to happen. What God promises, you can count on it. You can know for certain that this is going to take place. You know, like I said a while ago, there are a lot of people that don't want change. There's many people. Here, it's been a while back, I was talking to a young man. He had accepted Christ. He was following Christ. But then he walked away. I asked him. I said, what happened? Why are you not serving Jesus anymore? He said, well, I give it a shot. and I guess that religion just isn't for everybody. I just, I, I just couldn't do it. You know... I asked that young man, did you follow through with your commitment to Christ? When you accepted Christ, did you follow through on what you told Christ? Was you following Christ the way you were supposed to? Was it just hardly, you know, just kind of hardly doing what Jesus wants you to do? Trying to get by with the least you could do. He kind of looked at me. He said, well, I probably could have tried a little harder. I could have probably followed Jesus' word. But he says, I got drawn back into the world. You know how you got drawn back into the world? Friends that he wouldn't give up. Give it up sometimes when you have to, when you accept Jesus, there's some things you have to give up. I did. I had a lot of friends, but I had to give them up because they wasn't Christian. I would get phone calls. I fished a lot of tournaments, and I was fishing nearly every weekend, gone on Sunday. I wasn't in church. I'd have them call, hey, let's go fishing, Bill. Well, when are you going? Well, we're going to go Sunday. I said, I'm sorry, can't go. Be in church. After a while, they quit calling, they quit asking. Because I wasn't, they knew I wasn't going to go. Sometimes we have to take a stand for Christ and what He means to us. We can't just haphazardly walk through life and not change. When we accept Christ, we're making a commitment. Just think about something. Think about the commitment that Christ made to us when he went to the cross. What if he had backed out on that commitment? What if he just, yeah, well, I'll just kind of go there. I'm not going to let him put no nails in my hand. I'm not going to let him put nails in my feet. I don't think, I'm gonna, I, don't think I want to shed any blood. Where would you be today if God has not kept his commitment to you. We'd still be in our sins. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. That's why he shed the blood. So we could have forgiveness of sin. We were so separated from God, if Jesus hadn't shed his blood, we'd still be separated from God. But when we accepted Jesus... 
that reconciled us back into a relationship with our mighty God. But if Jesus hadn't followed through on his commitment, we'd be in a mess right now. We need to follow through on our commitment to Christ. When we say, Lord Jesus Christ, come into my heart, you need to mean it. You need to mean it. You need to be truthful to yourself. Faithful to God. Because God is so faithful to you. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll always be there when you need me. I don't know about y'all, but I need him every day. I need him every single day in my life. And he's there. He's there. Have you ever got to that point in your life where you could feel the presence of God with you? That peace, that comfort, that knowing that you know that he's there. And whatever takes place, it's going to be all right because he's there. Just a peace and a comfort. It's that peace and that comfort that he says passes all understanding. No, we don't always understand it, but God knows what you're going through. And he's there to comfort you. He's there to comfort you, to bring you through it. He doesn't want you to hurt and suffer and go through things. He wants to give you that peace and that comfort. Christianity is not something that you size. If changes did not take place in your life, it's simply because you did not do what you told God you was going to do. Christianity's for everybody. God wants you walking with Him, wants you talking with Him, visiting with Him. God wants to be part of your life. You know, maybe somebody in here today needs to see change in their life. Maybe, Lord, I know some changes I know I need to make. There's some changes I know I need to make. Maybe you've tried to overcome a particular problem or a habit or something and you failed. You did it on your own. You hadn't asked God to come into your problem. You hadn't asked God to help you get through it. We're always time thinking, oh, I can do this. I don't need no help. We all need help. Anytime we're going through something, we need help. And God is there to help us to go through them. You know, when you really want to change, it's not about you trying to change yourself. It's about God giving you the strength to do what you need to do. Just like he gave this crippled man the strength to get up and walk, to believe that he could walk. This man did exactly what Jesus said. He stood up. He rolled up his bed, put it under his arm, and he walked. And never said anything about him ever being crippled again. Never said anything about him going back to where he was. He took God at his word, and God healed him. Physical, maybe emotional, but we all need a healing. And God can take care of anything that you're going through. He can handle it. He can take care of it. Whatever you need in your life, 
Whatever you're going through, God says, I can get you through it. I can take you through it. God says, I want to take you through it. I want to see change in your life. I want you to be that new person in me. I want a closer relationship with you. Maybe some of us had not been as close to God as we need to be. Maybe some of us are still feeling God reaching out and pulling on us. Draw us closer because he wants that closeness. He wants that relationship. He wants that intimate time with you. He says when we seek God and we seek him with all our heart, we will find him. That is when you want an intimate relationship with God. What's an intimate relationship with God? That's when you get up there and that's when you wrap your arms around God's neck and you get so close that you just know that you know that you know that you're in the presence of God. That you're experiencing something you've never ever experienced. Because you can feel God. You can feel His presence. You're cheek to cheek. That's intimacy. Cheek to cheek with God. Eye to eye with God. And that's the closeness God wants with every one of us. He doesn't want this far off relationship. He wants that intimate, that closeness. I hope that's what you want. Because that's what God wants for you. You know, the same Jesus who reached out and he touched this crippled man, he's wanting to reach out and touch us today. In the Bible says, for God is not a respecter of persons. What he does for one, he will do for another. And God will. If we will say, God, I need you in my life. God, there's things I need. God, I'm asking you right now, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, to come into my life, change my life, heal me, make me that person, God, that you want me to be. How many of you have ever said that? Make me the person, Lord, that you want me to be. Not who I want to be, but who you want me to be. And God wants to do that too. I'm just, if you're here today and you have not invited God into your life, if you have not had that personal relationship with God, I want to ask the band to come up right now. Help here at the altars. If you feel like you would like to come to the altar, if you would like to kneel down and pray, ask God to make that change in your life that you want to be made, that you want changed. Every one of us has got things that we need changed. Every one of us. If, there, if there's something you need God to change, if there's something you need God to do, there's an altar right here. Come up. Get cheek to cheek with God. Tell God your most intimate feelings of what you want and what you need Him to do. God, I need a closer, a closer closeness with you. I want to feel your presence. I want to know that you're with me. Have you ever asked God that? God, I want to know that you are with me.
He is. He is. And he wants to be even closer. So if you're here today, and if you've never accepted Christ, or if you just want that closeness with God, if there's a change in your life you need, or you want God to make, ask him. God is a God that can change anything. He is the God that can do whatever you need done. You just have to have faith and believe. So I'm going to ask the band to play. And if there's something that you need in your life, come out and see God. Talk to Him. He'll listen. And he wants to change your life for the best.